The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Practical spirituality. Positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream show where you uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. I'm your host, Dr. Dream, Kelly Sullivan Walden. So grateful to be with you today on Unity Online Radio, Ah, especially in this season of the witch, in this season of Halloween, in this season of Dia de los Muertos. It's fun to be alive with all of you and to celebrate being alive, to celebrate having dreams that keep us connected to all realms. So we never need to fear death because we have a powerful relationship with our dreams. That's what we're building here. So if you want to do that, if you have a dream to share with us, the number to call is 816 816- Two five one three five five five. Nancy T is joining me, and we'll do a quick little prayer, and then we have an amazing guest, Emily K. Greaves, who's the perfect person to be helping us to prepare for Dia de los Muertos. So join me by turning within for a moment, taking a big deep breath, and dropping in, letting go of all of the getting here. Ah, any stress or worry, let's just drop it. Drop it like a big old heavy bag of bones. Let's just let go of everything with every exhale. There's nothing right now to hold on to. That's what Dia de los Muertos teaches us. There's nothing to hold on to so we can just let go and be present with the ones we're with, with the ones we love. Ah, so let's open up with every brand new breath to the sunlight of the spirit. Let's let it shine through our minds. Let it revitalize our hearts, especially in the places where they have been extra tender with perhaps the loss of loved ones or people that have gotten sick with COVID or all of the many things that happen to us in our human experience that could make our hearts feel tender. Just know that a a broken heart is an open heart. So let's just breathe that life-giving elixir into those most tender parts of our heart. And ah, let's just breathe it in. And with that, we just allow ourselves to embrace all that is on our plates right now. Let's embrace this election season. Let's embrace the pandemic. Let's embrace Dia de los Muertos. And let's just find our way to the center of this storm where we realize we can celebrate no matter what's going on. And then we can become not just connected with the center, but the entire circumference. We can make our center the circumference. We can dream our worlds the way we want it to be. 
So with that, I just say thank you for joining me. Thank you, Nancy T, for being my partner in Shine, and thank you in advance, Emily Greaves, for joining us, and thank you, everyone at Unity, Louie, and, and Diane Ray, and all the wonderful people back there helping us to make everything so awesome. And Jeff, let's not forget Jeff. Okay, so without further ado, amen, hallelujah, and let's pass the oracle card. Nancy, I know you <laughs> pulled a card from a deck that doesn't even exist yet out of the oh. ethers. You're so magical. Before you do that, I just want to give you a big shout out. Congratulations. Oh my God. You just earned your certification as an official. Uh, let me see if I can get this right. A certified emotion code practitioner. Is that right? That is correct. Yep. And I got my certification for my Reiki too as well today. So they're both oh my two God. certificates. I'm all official. I love A it. A red letter day for sure. Yeah. And today happens to be my mom and dad's 53rd wedding anniversary. So I don't know. I think things are looking good for us. <laughs> That's great. It's a day filled so with can, love for sure. Yeah, for sure. And people yep. can find out about how they can get um, an, an emotion code or Reiki session from you by going where? They can go to Nancy T at nancytelzero.com and email me there and I will just response to you. Nancy T, the letter T at nancytelzero.com and that's T-E-L-Z-E-R-O-W. And I'd Perfect. love to hear from people. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So what card do you have in store? Okay, so it, it dawned on me that you're doing this beautiful deck with Emily, our guest, and I'm so excited about it coming out that I begged for you to send me one, and you did. Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> and this card that you sent, <laughs> and this this is a, quite the significance that I want Emily to talk about, um, the marigolds. So marigold, yeah. it says, yeah. your passionate aliveness is forever. You can cut all the flowers, but you cannot keep spring from coming, and that's a a quote from Pablo Neruda. Um, and the mm. message is, my beloved, you've selected this card on this day in this way to remind you that your path of healing and self-expression is paved and gold. You were and still are paved a burst gold, of sunshine so for me. Should it be in gold? <laughs> paved yeah. in gold? It does yeah. make sense that it would be, but then I thought, you know what? It's paved and it's gold. That could work too. Okay, good. Okay, good. That helps. <laughs> it's, it's all getting in a text. It's still in edit. Okay. It's still in process. Oh, sure. Um, so you were and still are a burst of sunshine for me, and I hope you'll let me be that source of warmth for you, beaming through the veil from the other side. Now, I want to go to the bottom here where it says... Here it is. You've got a mantra and everything because these cards, there's a lot of information. You're going to love them. They're so beautiful. And the mantra is, I'm in awe by the wonder of life. Just when I thought all was lost, love continues to blossom in the most glorious ways. I've got the chills. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So I don't know if we have Emily yet. Is she with us, Louie? with us in the land of unity we're gonna i'm gonna read her bio and just bring her on anyway and know that she's coming on um let's see so emily besides being just an amazing soul and friend and our main liaison in teotihuacan that has made our 
stay there. So magical. She's like a, a bridge between cultures. Emily K. Greaves received a BFA degree in art from the University of Montana in 1993, followed by a study um, study of art history in Berlin, Germany. As a Fulbright scholar, she lived in San Francisco, California for 10 years, where she began exploring symbolism, mythology, and ritual in her artwork drawing inspiration from the healing and hands-on energy work since 1997. As of 2004, she makes her home in Teotihuacan, Mexico, where she has painted murals at the Dreaming House Spiritual Retreat Center and has created a body of artwork influenced by the cosmological imagery left in the ancient pyramids and by her relationship with the Divine Feminine. In 2014, she opened her studio, Taller de Arte El Refugio. So that, I'm not exactly sure what the taller mean, means, but I think it's like some kind of a showcase of art in, and it's a refuge in Teotihuacan. She opens her creativity hotel and retreat center via Las Campanas, and she opened that in last year. Emily is a certified intentional creativity teacher in the Color of Woman method, developed by Shiloh Sophia McLeod. She's also a member of the International Creativity Guild and Musea, M-U-S-E-A. It's an international organization that promotes intuitive artistic expression as a way to make positive change in the world. And she is making a positive change in the world and in my world and in Nancy T's world and in the world. And her website is emilykgrievesart.com. Emily K. Greaves art.com. So um, I don't know if she's here or not, but Emily, are you there? <laughs> I am. Can you hear me? Yay, hear there she is. <laughs> I am <in>. here. <laughs> oh, good. Thank you, God. Yay. I got you all the way from Mexico today. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you for the invitation. It's wonderful to be here with you. Such a joy. So I'm so excited. And Congratulations, Nancy, on your certifications. That's awesome. Thank and you. Thank you, Kelly, for inviting me. It's been such a joy to be in this huge process of creation we've been in. Um, I just feel really, really honored that you invited me and that you invited me today. <laughs> so thank yeah, you. I just always just know you're always invited to anything I ever do, Emily. So to, the topic today is is helping people to get ready for Dia de los Muertos. So I don't even know where to start exactly. Let's let's get a little bit of your connection to Dia de los Muertos and why it's special. Why it's special to you? Well, it's it's special to me um, for a lot of reasons. One certainly being that I live in this little village here in central Mexico. Um, in Teotihuacan, in the village of San Sebastián, <laughs> San Sebastián Xolalpa. And um, since I moved here in 2004 um, and really was embraced by the family of my husband, and I've been learning about the, the traditions of Dia de los Muertos, and it's it was something that always was interesting to me when I lived in the U.S. Um, it was something that was that was interesting to me due to its just massive potential for creativity and art making and making of beauty, um, but also as, so, as a way to to look at my own relationship with my ancestors. You know, 
um, most of us who come from European descent um, have lost our old ancestral indigenous traditions from Europe, which had ways to honor, you know, the departed or our beloved family members, ancestors who've passed on. And, you know, when growing up in the United States, we've become so disconnected from that and any remnant of it has been commercialized, um, you know, through mm -hmm. Halloween. And so I was always looking for ways to, you know, find that connection. And when I moved here to Mexico and, um, you know, began participating in the festivities with my family here and with the village, um, the community, uh, it just felt like, um, like drinking water after having been thirsty for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember the first year um, that I was here and I created my own little ofrenda, my little offering, my altar with the guidance of the family. And, you know, just the, uh, the, that intentional act of making an altar is really healing. And um, the ways in which, you know, like I've never really done anything for my, you know, my grandmother's my family members, my friends who've passed on, let alone my ancestors. And so to actually consciously, intentionally place certain mm -hmm. objects on the altar in honor of them, um, and also kind of like, it was an opportunity to come into forgiveness for some people, I think, um, which was really powerful to imagine, you know, that the, the souls of, family members who've passed on are actually coming back to visit in spirit mm -hmm. form on that day and will actually consume that which I've placed on the altar, the food and the drink um, for them w provided me with an opportunity or on that very first occasion to come to peace with some of the stories from the past, um, to, to forgive um, and to be in conversation, too, and actually discover things that I wasn't aware of in my relationship with with those spirits. Um, and so that was, you know, that was my first experience. And that's something that every year since then has become more and more important to me. And, um, you know, every year, of course, there's some new folks, you know, who are coming and um, it's yeah. the bittersweetness of that. And so it's, an, it's a conversation that you're never finished with. There, there are always new conversations to have over the altar. And um, for me personally, because I'm an artist and I really, you know, strive to live my life in a way that um, brings intentional creativity into into my everyday actions, the, the opportunity to make an altar is really profound for me to be really, really intentional with creating something beautiful to be really welcoming. And, um, you know, over the years, uh, I've learned more and more about the traditions here um, and have also, you know, attempted to find ways to translate what I learned to those who are hungry for this, but who don't belong to this culture. You know, I'm, mm. I find myself in this unusual position to 
to be kind of like standing on a bridge and um, you know, I'm, I'm an American of European descent living, you know, a, a really completely Mexican village life with a Mexican family and um, who have uh, invited me in to share their culture with me. And um, so I find myself in this position of, you know, being able sometimes to, to translate back and forth between cultures so that um, those who, who are hungry for this and, um, you know, thirsty for this wisdom and of this culture and this tradition can, um, can honor it in their own way without appropriating it. Um, cause I think that's something really important and definitely has been, a, you know, a lot of the conversations I've had with indigenous elders and la tradicion here in the tradition, um, mm -hmm. that they are happy to share this wisdom um, with people who have lost it in their own ancestral traditions. Um, but that we, we must be really mindful and intentional in the way in which we, um, you know, bring our creativity into creating our own altars and, and honoring our ancestors. So it's a, it's a, it's a tricky place to be that, that has called me. Yeah. And it's also really beautiful. And, um, and something that I feel really grateful to, to have this opportunity in my life to, to live in this way, to be standing on a bridge and to be able to share the, the tradition. So. Yeah. <laughs> And you do it so beautifully. So we have um, a little workshop coming up. Did you know that, that we're doing that, you and I and Shez and Nancy <laughs> workshop on November 2nd? Um, oh, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you know about this or not, but you're a part of <laughs> this thing that we put together. And maybe we just still need to talk about it a little more. But we're... <laughs> but, we're doing a virtual, like a, it'll be a fundraiser for the the Dreaming House, and I think we're we're hoping you could be there. So maybe we'll talk you into it by the time we're done with this. It's all come <laughs> together very last minute, but because people can't get out and do things in the in the ordinary way that they used to be able to, we're making making the best out of what we've got. So we've got um, I've got a little flyer up on my website. It's kellysullivanwalden.com forward slash ddm as in dia day muertos even though you know there's more s's and d's in there than than just that but but just to make it easy on the website it's ddm after kelly sullivan walden.com forward slash so that people can do we can do something so anyway for those who whether they can't be at the workshop online what are some things that that we can do because honestly i've been to a few dia de los muertos ceremonies but I've and I've built some unofficial altars, but I've never built an official ofrenda. So what are some things that that we can do? Because we can't necessarily go out and go buy millions of marigolds right now. We can't necessarily all go to the flower mart. I mean, maybe we can order them. But what are some suggestions that you have that we can do to build an ofrenda? Um, the most important thing, there's really no such thing as an unofficial ofrenda. I think any okay, ofrenda thank you. <laughs> from your heart is official. And, and I think that's oh, the most you. important part is that it's really about your intention, not so much about the materials, but more about your intention. And, okay. um, you know, one thing also to keep in mind is that the traditions for Dias de los Muertos, 
varies immensely from village to village, region to region. Um, you know, every town you go to is going to have their own variation on the theme. Um, and, you know, there are, of course, common denominators. Um, mm -hmm. And what I can share with you is the way it's celebrated here in the village, where, um, I mean, there are obviously lots of materials available here that you won't have in other in the United States or other places, but um, there are generally um, there's either you can put it on a table or you can put it on the floor, your altar. But there's usually something significant that serves as like an altar cloth or a surface. Here it's typical to put papel picado down um, as the surface of the t on top of the table or the space on the floor that you're going to make the altar. Papel picado is this like tissue paper that's been cut into these incredible designs, um, you know, with the, all these sort of typical scenes you'd think of for, for Days of the Dead with, you know, skeletons, cafeterinas, the, the coffin, you know, skeletons ha having a party. Um, and <laughs> you can make those if you want. You can look up designs and with like a, an exacto knife cut out some simple shapes or paint something on a piece of paper, or simply, if you don't have any of that, just find some kind of a cloth to put down, kind of to serve as like, this is the space in which I honor my ancestors. This is the altar to which they come, to kind of define the area. Um, there are traditions where there are different levels to altars, so people build up with like boxes or crates, um, different kind of shelves to the altar. And there are, again, variations on the theme. The most basic one is a three-leveled one where the bottom kind of represents the underworld, the second level, the the world that we live in, and the upper level, the heavens, the celestial realms. Um, but if you just have one table, that's fine. Um, another element that's important for people here in the village, and they, they go pretty, they get pretty extravagant with it, in part because fruit is really inexpensive here. Um, but they they get certain fruits to put on the altar, um, like offering mm -hmm. specifically sweet fruits um, and things like sweet potatoes, um, anything, any kind of a fruit that's sweet. So like mandarin oranges, bananas, guavas, um, things that are in season, you know, so apples. Um, they'll put peanuts and, you know, some other little things like that on it. But the idea is that the the sweet fruit sweetens the the return of the souls so mm -hmm. it's like really welcoming them with sweetness and um mm. there's also a particular kind of a bread that's commonly put on the altar um pan de muertos which has um its own significance in terms of the the shape it's in the little it has kind of like little bones um like crossbones with the center this little ball in the center represents the skull, the bones also represent like the tears that have been shed for the departed and uh, covered with sugar again to sweeten. So, um, you know, I think if you looked around your home and looked for, you know, do I have something sweet I can put on my altar, like some bananas mm -hmm. and just to place those, those objects, you know, if it's, you know, like a handful of oranges and apples and some bananas, 
like place them intentionally on your offering, on your ofrenda. Mm -hmm. um, you can make designs out of them. That's really, really typical here to make designs with whatever you place on the altar because you're creating beauty also that you, you're welcoming back, you know, your beloveds with beauty, with a sense of beauty. And um, so that, um, you know, sometimes people can get those little sugar skulls and chocolate skulls, um, but might be mm. difficult to find in the U.S. I think just go with what you have in your home. And right. um, yeah, and then candles are really important um, to you, you can designate a candle to each person you want to honor. You can, mm. for example, write their name on a piece of paper and place that under the candle or stick it to the candle. Like if you have those glass, like seven day candles. Um, mm, that's a great idea. Like if you have like just regular can you know, wax candles and no kind of a container, you could scratch the person's name into the wax. Um, just so that it's like you're, you're lighting up a light so that that soul knows where to come. Um, you know, there's a belief that the flowers are, are, of course, important. If you don't have marigolds, you don't have access to that, any kind of flowers will do. Again, the idea is to beautify. You might have, you know, leaves in your yard and you use that to, to create an altar. One, one of the things about the Sempasuchi, the marigold, um, there's a lot of mythology around that. And you can share that beautiful myth about Huitzilin and Xochitl. Um, Kelly, that you yeah. wrote about. Um, but mm -hmm. the idea of the Sempasuchi and that orange color, that sort of yeah. yellowy orange, is that it represents fire, it represents light. So you're illuminating your altar with it, um, like mm -hmm. the candlelight. And here, typically, when you've created your altar, you create a path of marigold petals from the altar all the way out into the street, like with this idea that the souls of are returning and they're walking down the street of the village looking trying to find you know they're kind of like a little lost a little disoriented in the night and they're trying to find their way home and so if you mm. have that, that path lit up by marigold petals imagining that they're petals of light petals of fire then they'll be able to find it and follow it all the way to the altar like yeah, they do in so the movie beautiful. coco yeah, just like, like the movie Coco. Yeah. Oh, you have to. That's one thing everybody can do <clears throat> is watch Coco. So we're going to be right back in after this quick break more with Emily K. Greaves. If you want to check out her website, it's emilykgreaves.com or emilykgreavesart.com. Yeah. And we'll be right back here on Unity Online Radio talking more about Dia de los Muertos and your dreams coming up next. We'll be right back. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. 
Welcome back to the Ask Dr. Dream show here on Unity Online Radio. I'm Dr. Dream, Kelly Sullivan Walden. So happy to be with you. This is the second half of the show. We've got Emily K. Greaves helping to get us ready for Dia de los Muertos. Nancy T. just read my mind. She's so good at that now that she is a certified emotion code practitioner. Oh my God. It's amazing. Um, everyone should go see the movie Coco just to get you in the spirit of Dia de los Muertos. I want to make a few quick announcements. So if you have, I haven't mentioned this in a while, but the show is available wherever you get your podcasts. So you can listen to this on Apple play on iTunes, Google play, Spotify. It's very exciting. And of course on unity online radio, um, which is exciting too. You can get all the back shows and there's been some really great ones lately, um, all to help you survive and thrive through the pandemic. And, um, I got to do a little shout out cause this is kind of a, a crazy thing. Um, wh- wait a second. What the heck? Okay, Dana's coming in. That's the crazy thing. Dana walking in. But there was a, a show that I did recently. It's still up on Twitch called Dreamstream, and it just got shortlisted for a Lovey Award. And who knows? Who knew what a Lovey Award is? It's a, it's a European award for excellence in online streaming stuff. So it's it's digital. Digital stuff <laughs> there i just I love that they call it a lovey because that's lovey. there's nothing better than a lovey <laughs> I know. that's and awesome it, there's like and dana's whole thing is love hub productions and dana walden by the way my hubby is launching his first solo album ever and it's it's inspired by the luminous humanness book that i have coming out hopefully it'll be coming out very soon but it's a it's a it's great you can look up on facebook ocho the Invisible, O-C-H-O, The Invisible, and check out his new album. And let me see, um, Nancy T is certified. And one more time, give people your address so people can get you, get a session with you now that you are offici- official. Yeah, you can just email me straight at Nancy T at nancytelsero.com and I'll reply right away. Fabulous. Okay. And if people want to get their pre-order in for the Awakened Dreamer Oracle cards, those are now available on Amazon or wherever you get your products. Awakened Dreamer Oracle cards. They're really sweet. I'm really happy about them. And shout out to Rasuli, the awesome artist on these cards. And we, Emily... Emily K. Greaves and I have been working on Dia de los Muertos, an oracle deck to help you embrace Ugh. this, the to kind of rethink and rewire the way you see death. And to, to me, that's what this, it's been such a blessing, Emily, to be working with you on this project. I mean, I, I was literally telling somebody the other day with all the people in my life that have passed, and there's been a lot, a record number in the last couple of years, and this year, Gypsy was a big one. And then Misha's boyfriend, my stepdaughter's boyfriend, just passed away. Untimely death. He was very young. Um, there's And then just so many people just passing away. And with this Dia de los Muertos deck as something that I've been co-creating with you, Emily, I've, I feel like it's been a life raft. And not just to help me survive and get through, but something that helps me really see death as in an empowered way, in a way that 
it's like it's not this ending. It's just a new and different kind of continuum. So say something about like what Dia de los Muertos and the whole philosophy of the angel of death. And Nancy knows a lot about this as well. Um, what that's done for you in terms of reframing the way you see death. Yeah. Um, gosh. Yeah. Thank you, Kelly, again, for inviting me to participate with you on the mm. creation of this deck because it's also been really, you know, like a life raft for me in a lot of ways. Not, I haven't had, um, thankfully, I haven't had people really close to me passing away in recent history, but the living in a little village, there's death all around me. You know, the death toll, church bells ring the death toll here. And in fact, just an hour ago, they were ringing um, again. So so it's real, there's like an intimacy with death here. And, um, I think, you know, before I lived here, it's something that I always held at arm's length and something that was really remote or something that maybe even didn't even affect me, you know, um, whereas here it affects me simply because I'm in proximity to it. You know, the chances of, you know, in a small village, when someone dies, chances are pretty high that it's someone that you know, someone that you knew. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so the, you know, this this possibility of um, honoring in this way through Dias de los Muertos feels like it's like it's kind of like death is sitting in your kitchen, you know, yeah. like oh, there's no separation. And, and in fact, literally here when someone dies, they have melorios, um, like a wake, and mm. they, you know, they bring the coffin and the person is literally in the family's kitchen or dining room or living room mm-hmm. you know it's like Ugh. it's not something that's separate or outside of the home it's like it's a part of life here you know i've been i remember years ago i was at a baptism and where the baptism ends the mass at the church and then in comes a funeral <laughs> you know the procession carrying the casket and you know it's very hands-on it's very intimate here and um so I think that the celebration of Dias de los Muertos can bring that intimacy home for all of us. You know, as I was, as you were asking earlier about things that are important to put on the altar, even if you don't have access to the kinds of things we have here in, in Mexico, you know, this loved one, what was their favorite meal? Can you prepare that meal for yeah. them and set it on the altar? And imagine that the soul is literally dining with you. You know, those are the kind of opportunities um, that we have with this that um, I think is the teaching of this idea of the angel of death that comes from the, the Toltec wisdom that there that death is always with us when we're walking through our whole entire lives. Death is always, you know, walking just behind our left shoulder, always ready to reach out a hand and say it's time. So it's yeah. a call to us to actually live consciously, to live intentionally, you know, that death is actually less about death and more about life, because right. then how are we going to live our lives then? How fully are we going to experience, you know, all of the experiences mm. we have, you know, during our lifetimes, um, when we're aware that it could end in any moment, you know, mm. how mindful are we going to be even with our thoughts how impeccable are we going to be with our word um when the, those mm-hmm. words that are coming out of our mouths could be our last 
Um, right. Oh. Yeah. So, so yeah. It's, there's like a intimacy and like a, a call to being really present that I think mm. um, some of the greatest gifts of this this celebration of Dias de los Muertos. And, and that's really what it is, too. It's a celebration. It's not, um, you know, something that's, like, dark or gloomy or depressing. There's, a there's like, a just living fully our lives and um, celebrating mm. every moment. Um, so, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing because it's kind of, it's from my experience, it's like it is, there's a somber quality, but it's also cognitive dissonance at its finest where it's like normally there's not celebration and sorrow and depth and complete raucous ridiculousness and color and darkness, like all at the same time. So it's like laughter, crying, like playfulness and party. I mean, it's all, all at the same time. So on that note, I want to make sure that everybody knows what the website is for Emily, Emily K com. I just want to throw that in there and Emily K Greaves art.com. <laughs> sorry. Emily K Greaves. I'm sorry. Emily K Greaves art.com and our, the page to go to to find out about how you can make your ofrenda and and prepare for and actually celebrate Dia de los Muertos with us on November 2nd, go to um, my website, which is kellysullivanwalden.com forward slash DDM, Dia de Muertos, even though, you know, it's Dia de los Muertos or Dias, but just for short and simplicity, it's DDM followed by the kellysullivanwalden.com forward slash. Okay. You know that's how they say in the in the movie Coco. They say Dia de Muertos. They don't say Los in the movie. You hear all kinds of variations. There's no see. So you're not that wrong. So I'm not that wrong. (laughs) And I know this this person will will back me up. I want to bring on a dreamer. Let's talk about a dream for a moment. This is a dream show. After all, let's talk to our favorite dreamer, Denise. Thanks for calling in. What have you been dreaming about? Uh oh, did she leave us? No. Oh, yay. she's right here. Okay. <laughs> Thank God. I was gonna... No, my God. What are you trying to do? Oh. I mean, this is my therapy. You can kill it. I was like, no, don't go. No, get out of <laughs> here. Come back. Come back, little Sheba. Den- Denise, what are you dreaming about today? Well, first of all, I want to congratulate Nancy T. And I did yeah. have an awesome session with her. Yay. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. Yes, oh, I had an awesome session with her. She's yeah. what she does. She's intuitive. She's she's brilliant. Um, yes, she is. Yes, she is. She is. She is. She's very intuitive. Thank um, you. I don't know. I have so many dreams. I almost want to. Do, should I pick one associated with what we're talking about today? I That's up to you. Yeah. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, that was just a night or two ago. I dreamt that I was um laying down or sleeping, and my older brother comes to me and says, "Denise, Denise, we gotta go because you're wanted." Like you know, mm. like wanted, like you did something bad. He said, "You're wanted. Mm. We got to get out of. We got to get out of Virginia." So then I was like, "Okay." I was like, "Okay." I live a, such a such a boring life. So I'm thinking, "My God, I'm the last person anybody would be wanting." Anyway, so <laughs> anyway, so we get dressed. I mean, I just, I just, I came from a world where people do bad things, so I'm very cautious mm. of doing everything right, so I don't end up at a place like that. Anyway, oh. um, we mm. um. 
Well, um, next thing you know, I get dressed or whatever. Then all of a sudden, my mother comes in a dream, and then we ended up in Manhattan, New York, mm. and we're walking because mm. we got to get we got to get out of Virginia. So I guess we must have flew uh, because next thing mm-hmm. you know, we're in Manhattan. We're walking down the street, and um, then we go to my aunt's house, who has passed. She's passed mm. on my father's side. We go to her apartment. It's a little disheveled. It's not dirty, but it's a little messy. There's a dog mm. there. The dog is looking like, oh, I'm so glad to see somebody because I'm in this apartment. <laughs> so anyway, oh. I look at the dog because I'm a dog loving. Like, oh, my God, poor dog. Anyway, then we leave. We're walking down the street. And, oh, yeah, this is the best part. We're walking down the street, me and my mother, my brother, and me. And I looked to my right and kind of turned around, and there was my daddy. And I said, oh, daddy. And he just smiled, and it ended. But my mother and brother in the dream does not allow you or the dream ended. They didn't see him as much as I did. I I must have felt him because we were walking and it was our backs. And I, I don't know what, what possessed me to turn around and I turned around and he was right there. Mm. That's it. Oh, wow. What a beautiful wow, That's dream. a big one. I know. I know it. So I'm just going to throw in my quick two cents and then I'll pass it around. My my first thought is, of course, the word play in, in wanted being multiple, like you could look at that in several ways. And I mean, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought wanted in a bad way, but Ooh. to me, I feel like there's a, like it's, a, something's trying to get my attention. I think sometimes if it were my dream, what gets my attention sometimes, I don't like to admit this, but sometimes it's things that are more fear-based that really Ooh. get my attention and they get my attention so that I can pay attention to something else. So it's really not Ooh. that the fear thing is the thing itself. It's more like the hook that gets my attention. Ooh. And to me, I feel like if it's my dream, it's like I'm getting the sense that I'm wanted and ultimately mm. connecting all the dots. I'm I'm wanted by my daddy. I'm connected to my daddy and it's like this beautiful <clears throat> beautiful connection and i you know it's so funny before the show i haven't even met your daddy but i feel like i know him because you've shared about him so many times i literally thought he's going to make an appearance on the show today so i feel like i wanted your daddy to be here and he wanted you so that's my two cents so nancy t any thoughts to add to that Oh my gosh. I, I love this dream and I love, it was, this one's epic for you. Usually it's something real quick and it's, and it's, but this is interesting because mm-hmm. you started out mm-hmm. with a, Oh no, we got to go and you are wanted. And I'm, I'm right with you, Ke- um, Kelly, just that it, the person that wanted you was your dad. And, and not only did the dog smile when it saw you, because that's another <laughs> symbol of love in your life, yeah. but so did your dad. And it just, it feels like you're wanted to be part of, that love you're wanted to be part of the part of the fun part of the energy part of the tail wagging in Mm. life yeah yeah and i would just ask about you know what's the there's always the takeaway there's always the and what am i supposed to do with this i mean it could be just make sure to include me on your ofrenda your dia de los muertos ofrenda but also like what is why manhattan of all places and let me let emily greaves um weigh in here i know that you're you know an artist of the soul do you have any thoughts if this were your dream what what you would make of this emily oh dear (laughs) um Oh, geez. Yeah. I I think what I get, especially what was interesting was the dog. Yeah. Like thinking of the dog in terms of the, 
the tradition of Dia de los Muertos, since that's sort of the theme of the day, the dog in that tradition that um, is the one who is kind of like the guide, the one who yeah. helps. Yes. <gasps> So Wait, low. say that again. Tell her to say that again. She's got say that again. I I I got I got I got I got to take this in. I gotta. <laughs> oh, this is important. So, okay, Emily, so, we're all ears. The, the dog in the tradition here is a is the the guide, the one who helps you navigate obstacles. Um, <sighs> in the Alebrije, right? Alebrije, no, is that solo, the word? There's solo the Zolo. Solo squintly. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's this dog who um, is. Traditionally, it's a black, hairless, indigenous dog um, who is the You're one joking. who helped guide no. into the world. Mixlan. The dog was so, black. The dog was black. <gasps> oh my God, I'm the covered in chills. Black. Total black. Yeah. <laughs> there wow. you go. <laughs> so, yeah, you had an appearance by Ashola Squinkly, it sounds like. So, the idea is that the dog, there are all these obstacles that one encounters in the underworld as a soul. And um, they're kind of like the ways and those obstacles are designed to help the soul like strip away the, the trappings of the ego, um, you know, all the things we carry through life that, that actually, um, you know, don't ultimately serve us or don't actually even belong to who we are as just pure soul. And so, th so this dog is our guide who can help us, you know, like, you know, dart the arrows that are being shot at us. Um, mm. and just loyal in that way, like a, like in a way of loyal. Mm. So so yeah, that was what struck me out of your dream that that there's. Oh, I love it. Certainly not alone. You're being guided into wherever uh, you need to go. But but That's let me a, ask all y'all something though. The, the the house was just the apartment was disheveled. Not just clothes thrown everywhere because my aunt is is passed. So I'm asking mm -hmm. myself, why are we going to a dead person's house? I didn't ask that, but I thought, why are we going to Aunt So-and-So's house? She's not even living anymore. But yet still the dog is in there living. Ugh. Right. I don't, I don't know exactly, but my first thought is in some way going from Virginia, which to me feels very lush and feel very lively. And in some ways, Manhattan, it's kind of like they use it as the backdrop for, for Batman. It's kind of like dystopian. It's a little, it could, it's more masculine and harsh. And maybe there's some other, I'm not exactly sure. I don't have a strong hit on this, but it feels like this Zolo dog. I'm, that's like the nickname. I think that was the name that Coco <laughs> in the Coco movie for the dog. Um, but it's like, he's in the, uh, he's in the other world. He's in the world that is, ah. so it's kind of like death and it's not, and maybe there just yes. hasn't been, it's not been cleaned up yet. Maybe there hasn't been like, there's work to be done to clean up the relationship between this world and that world and my beloveds on the other side. And maybe there's just a relationship to be had that needs to be, that needs to be tidied up. So I'm going to ask you to contemplate that and see what you get. And then I want to know what your activation is yeah. going to and be. And she did live in New York. She did yeah. live in New York. That's the irony to it. She did live in New York, Queens or whatever. It wasn't Manhattan, but she did physically live. And another thing is, my father loved dogs, so I thought okay. that was something too. Man's obsessed oh, with dogs. it's a new way to look ah. at our dogs. They're they're guides. Beautiful, Denise. Thank you. It's always wonderful hearing from you. Thank you so Bye. much for being on the show. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So let's take another dream from Puerto Rico, San Juan. Ah. 
Anna. Hello. Oceana. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And do you have a dream to share with hey. me, Nancy T, and Emily K. Greaves Art dot com? What you got, honey? Well, I had a dream last night that's pretty simple and just I don't know, I can't really I can't really get glean much from it yet. So Okay. Here I am. Um I Great. was making cookies, which is ironically what I'm doing right now. <laughs> okay. But I was in my childhood home kitchen naked and mm. hiding all of a sudden after realizing that this person that I in real life work with like mm. that we live in close proximity to each other like he happened to be like walking into the living room like that turns into the kitchen where like mm-hmm. all of a sudden I was there I was like I thought I was alone and I felt like okay like I kind of like mm. ducked down into the counter and, I was, and then I saw him kind of like back away into the corner like of the door where the the flap was kind of blocking him as mm. if like I couldn't see him or I didn't see him <laughs> Mm. then like I don't know there's another scene where I was like laying down naked again and I think I was like masturbating and I was really enjoying it but then um it was very strange I don't know what to make of this but there was like a teacher of mine like kind of nodding like folding their arms like oh very good like good job (laughs) (laughs) well done well done like as if you know they were like standing above me like like okay but like from a distance wow and it was like a spiritual teacher one of my spiritual teachers and I was like this is very odd (laughs) I think it's awesome okay well all right so I think my I'm going to throw down my first couple thoughts and I think just tying it back to what Emily was talking about earlier about the sweets and because we're in the season of Dia de los Muertos, there's something. And Emily, weren't you, yeah. you, I saw something on Facebook about some cookies that you were making and they were like bone cookies or skeletons. Was that, did I get that right? Um, I, um, I have not maybe, made any cookies. Maybe it was a dream. <laughs> <laughs> the cookies are okay. in Puerto Rico right now. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, cookies, sweet things, making, making something sweet. Um, and I think that's a, that's an interesting piece. So these, so what I'm putting together is if it were my dream to anytime I'm naked in a dream, I, I feel like I'm, I'm exposed and it's either a really good thing because it's like, I, like Emily just said about the earlier dream about having ego stripped away, having like being exposed and that's okay. And then there's being naked and it being not okay. Like I'm, I'm hiding. I don't want to be seen. Maybe I said too much or I revealed too much. Mm. So I don't know who this, what this guy represents, but it's a masculine energy and maybe it's some part of my feminine that has revealed too much that my masculine self isn't quite on board with, or I'm a little like, oh, that was too, like, it's, it's a little bit much and I'm cooking something, I'm making something sweet. So it feels like it's all, there's like this desire for exposure. And then I think ultimately when it ends in this pleasure (laughs) pleasure dream where there's a spiritual teacher nodding approval to me this feels like it's all like an affirmation of being on the right track being like being exposed and it's okay i mean ultimately i think the 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 underlying um intent of our naked dreams oh. is that we eventually get comfortable being naked and have it not be such a like a shame filled dream i think we're working Taboo. through shame yeah. in order to get there 
into or to get there. So Nancy T, what do you want to throw down, and then we'll invite Emily to throw down too. Oh wow! Okay, so um, I really, I, I think I pulled away the two things: um, the sweetness and the exposure to it. And I think in the end that you got the approval from the teacher. It just sort of says that yeah, it's okay. Go ahead and enjoy life's sweetness. That's the that's a real <laughs> abbreviated version of of what Yay. I would say about it. Just because that's it's what came off for me, I guess. <laughs> I like it. It's inspiring. Yeah. Emily K, Emily K Greaves Art dot com. Emily. Do you have any thoughts on this? Oh, gosh. I just really love that whatever it is that you've dreamed, that you're bringing it into your reality today by actually making cookies. <laughs> like, yeah. Like that's a great synchronicity, you know? Like, oh, like I, I agree fully with what mm. Kelly and Nancy, you know, touched in on in your dream of the, the exposure, the releasing, and then the sweetness and the affirmation. But, like, how awesome that you're actually bringing that into your physical reality today. Like, bring it in. <laughs> Enjoy and it. Emily, you were talking about how you were just talking about in the in the culture that honors that really like mm. like the Dia de los Muertos culture. It's like having death in the kitchen and having it's also where the sweetness mm. is. It's also where we nurture yeah. ourselves. And so I think there's a piece of like that that Anna brings in the kitchen right after you had just talked about about that. So I think there's something very integrated and beautiful about that. And thank you, Anna, for always bringing in such awesome dreams and bringing in some Aww. some of the Latin flair from Puerto Rico. Thank you so ay. much. Ay, ay, ay. Gracias, Gracias. <laughs> thank you so much. And Emily, thank you so much for joining us. We're already at the end. This hour has flown by so fast. I want everyone to check out emilykgrievesart.com and um, get ready for our Dia de los Muertos deck. It'll be probably around this time next year coming out. So just we're just wetting your whistle. Also join us in join us on November second, which is also Election Day. So if you're upset or happy or whatever it is, bring it to the Dia de los Muertos experience. You can go to my website, kellysullivanwalden.com forward slash DDM to find out how you can be a part of this, whether you want to make your altar with us or find out how to do it. It's going to be magical. Emily, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate you. Bye. Gracias. And Nancy T, congratulations. Woohoo! Thank you, everybody, for making this an awesome show today. We'll see you next week. Until then, don't take your dreams lying down. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify. Spotify.